This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sector's podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And this episode is sponsored by our friends at 2-6 Digital, a full-service agency that offers integrated marketing solutions exclusively to destination marketing organizations and members of the travel, tourism, and hospitality industries. Dave Serino, Brian Matson, and the 2-6 team assist DMOs with developing measurable and successful digital marketing strategies through specialized solutions to elevate the overall understanding, strategic direction, and tactical implementation of impactful campaigns. You can learn more at 26digital, all letters, no numbers, 26digital.com. And now it's on to our show. Our guest today is Jason Hollick, the Vice President of Business Applications and Insights at Experience Kissimmee. An innovative thinker and strategic executive leader, Jason is responsible for organizational technology planning as well as cross-functional systems deployment initiatives. His tireless efforts have led to many notable achievements, including an HSMAI Gold Adrian Award for works associated with experiencekissimmee.com. Prior to joining Experience Kissimmee, Jason oversaw digital marketing initiatives for Universal Orlando Resort, where he earned an Executive and Leadership Award while spearheading impactful online advertising strategies and customer segmentation projects. When he's away from the office, Jason wastes no time in playing with his sons and going on date nights with his wife. Jason is also a big fan of running, gardening, and manning the barbecue grill. I'm with you on two of those three. Jason's ideal life menu involves an evenly distributed serving of salt air, mountain air, and city air. Ideally, parts of this menu would be fulfilled while Jason checks off his bucket list visits to the lands of his ancestors in Slovakia, Germany, and Poland. Jason currently holds a Master of Mass Communications from the University of South Carolina, as well as a Bachelor of Arts in Advertising Public Relations from the University of Central Florida. Jason Hollick, welcome to DMOU. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You bet. Uh, you know, providing and proving DMO impact has been, honestly, the holy grail for our sector forever. I, you know, those that covet the revenues invested in DMOs have always demanded proof of our efficacy. And we've traditionally leaned on the number of room nights we facilitate in our destination. But as you and I both know, that means nothing. It does not resonate with elected leaders or our critics because that's not the language in w- that they speak or understand. So here's the thing. Experience Kissimmee, you, Jason, and your team have taken matters into your own hands and you've created an ROI tool for yourselves and now you're making it available for all of us. So first off, share with us the genesis of the tool that you've dubbed the Impactulator. Will do. It's, it's got a, an interesting history uh, that's, I guess, almost 18 months in the making at this point. Um, but I think the, the roots of it actually extend bit beyond that. Just before I joined Experience Kissimmee, I was with Universal Orlando Resort. I think that was in the bio. You know, it's, it's often difficult for folks in Central Florida to transition from the theme park world into the destination marketing space. Now, people, once they start working at DMOs, they don't often leave because it's such a great space to work. But 
transitioning from something that is so revenue based and transactionally focused like theme parks and resorts into something that doesn't have those direct metrics is often really challenging. Uh, How do we optimize our efforts when we don't really have those dollars and cents to track against? So I had been with Experience Kissimmee for four or five years before I really dug in and tried to figure it out. And that gave myself enough time to familiarize myself with the existing metrics out there and some of the other approaches that other DMOs were taking. And when I finally sat down and dug in and tried to figure out what the ROI of Experience Kissimmee was, uh, was just before the pandemic hit. I think it was about January or February of 2020. And it was one of those, those whiteboard moments. You know when you, you're in your office and you're like, all right, I got all this garbage on my whiteboard, I'm going to erase it. And then all of a sudden you find yourself staring at a blank space and that's really liberating. So for me it was, all right, I'm going to write down the basic formula for ROI. And I'm going to take that and drill into each of those three main uh, components, the, the ROI, and then of course, out of that, the, the revenue and uh, the, the expenses. And I'm just going to drill into that and get down to the individual data points that we already have at our disposal that can then uh, kind of ladder up to what that ROI is, if that makes sense. Just break it down into its most basic components. But I, I think that's the key, at least as I understand, and I'm learning about the Impaculator, these are existing data points that, sh- that you have at your disposal that now it's a question of how do you use the data that you have, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's another challenge I think DMOs have had is that a lot of them that are fortunate enough to uh, be able to invest in kind of the more advanced analytics tools find themselves drowning in the data without a clear way of piecing it all together. And so I had that, that luxury of time in that moment, that blank whiteboard moment, to figure out how to stitch it all together. If we had already invested in these tools and these companies had already invested in making that data credible and we had shared that story with our stakeholders, then surely there was a way to piece it all together to formulate a story that could then also be credible. And that's kind of the genesis of Impactulator was doing that just at the very basic ROI level. And then it kind of, it sprang forth from that. I put together a more kind of academically focused paper to lend some credibility to my approach and the methodology. I shared that with the rest of our executive team, uh, and we thought we were, we were on to something. Right after I shared that in person with people is when we had to close the office uh, because of the pandemic. And yeah, so right. as staff was kind of working towards what do we do now that we can't really actively promote the destination, that was another opportunity for me to take this on as kind of my pandemic pet project. So still on the clock for Experience Kissimmee, Uh, working with the executive team, we decided to start to reach out to others in the space and see if this really was something that A, was believable, incredible, and B, would be of value to other DMOs. And so over the course of the summer, I reached out to plenty of folks that should be familiar to those in the DMO space. I reached out to to Brian London, who I know a lot of folks mm-hmm. follow yep. and, and appreciate and, and are familiar with. 
reached out to uh, Andreas at Destinations International. And I think he connected me with Chris Pike at Tourism Economics. I reached out to uh, Timony at um, Arrivalist because we used a lot of their data as, as I kind of put together the, the beginnings of Impactulator. And all these people kind of helped loop me into others in, in the space. Ed St. Ange at Flip2, who's uh, breaking into the, the DMO space more with his platform, and he's connected me to lots of folks. And then more recently, uh, folks at Visit Florida and Miles. So we've really started to, to branch out and reach out to all of the key influencers in the space to see how this tool can be more effective. And that's when it transitioned from just a simple calculator that gives you that hard ROI metric into something that contextualizes the ROI and it brings in DI's tourism lexicon and generates narratives for the DMO that they can copy and paste and share with key audiences like local elected officials, community residents, the uh, hotel and lodging association, restaurant association. And there's even a, a feature that I like to call the the robo CEO that kind of gives some organizational guidance in cases of perhaps financial hardship, as in the case of the pandemic, or uh, as we're hopefully going into uh, a long-term robust recovery, what do we do when we get more resources? Where should we allocate them to best ensure we have a speedy recovery and we can kind of bolster that long-term effort? So it's, it's grown really from that simple academic approach to here's a tool that we can use and we can open up to other DMOs that are facing the same issues, the same problems in uh, creating that credible story around their real return and impact on the community. Yeah. As we had our pre-episode conversation, one of the things that, that stood out for me was you said that DMOs tend to focus on as you called it, vanity indicators, which I just, I love the concept. And that's room nights and ADR and, you know, all the stuff that nobody outside of the hotel industry gives a crap about. And so that's really what Impactulator does is it takes the data that includes those kind of measures, but spits it back out in a way that Joe and Jill public can totally understand, right? Right. Absolutely. And I think, although I call them vanity metrics, really, it's only vain in the sense that uh, they mean a lot to us, but outside of our space, yeah. not so much. Right. So it's, I, right. I don't use that in a kind of a pejorative sense, but. Oh, no, no, not at all. I, I totally agree with you. I think that that's been our problem. Right. Is we're talking in our language and not their language. Absolutely. And we've known for decades, really, that these metrics really do matter, but they've become vanity metrics because we haven't had a way of translating them into understandable language that means something to everybody else in the community. Right. So yeah, it, it okay. takes those inputs, those room nights, those things that we know have an impact that through correlation studies and uh, other economic impact studies, through Tourism Economics EIC, the Event Impact Calculator, we know they have a monetary impact on the day-to-day -day life of our community. So it takes all of those metrics and it translates them. And it even uses, you can use inputs from existing tools that you have. If you have Arrivalist or Uber Media or Smarty Insights, you can use those metrics to fuel the output of Impactulator to make it even more credible and to give you and your board 
more confidence in the results. And you can use those outputs from EIC as inputs to Impactulator. You use your existing economic impact study for your destination as the basis for your DMO's impact. It does not conflict with existing data sources. It serves to complement them. And I think that's the most useful part, at least internally, for Impactulators. It, it just complements what you have and it pieces it together in a way that really makes sense. Well, and that's a perfect segue because I was going to ask you about that, that, that tourism economics is known for the EIC and that focuses on the impacts of group business. So tell me how the Impactulator expands ROI beyond group business. So EIC, a lot of DMOs use EIC or other tools like Implan or, or others to calculate the economic impact of their meetings, their sports events, anything like that. Now, like I mentioned, we don't want Impactulator to conflict with anything that the DMOs already sharing with their stakeholders. That's a nightmare scenario when you're trying to rectify stories in the middle of a tourism development council meeting or a county commissioner meeting. So instead, you use those as inputs. You have already spent, I'm sure, tireless effort and countless hours extolling the virtues and benefits of EIC. You've invested money and time into this. And so using those outputs of EIC form the basis and almost the complete story of those two specific segments or, or sometimes departments for the DMO. The meetings sales team will use kind of the sum total of their EIC for the, the return on investment for that department. And then the same story for uh, any of the sports commission mm -hmm. sales. Impactulator complements those existing known incredible returns with your domestic and your international sales and marketing efforts on top of that. Okay, so the question, I guess, is how do you go beyond group? I mean, that, that's always been the tough one is, is, yeah, we can identify group, whether it's meetings, whether it's, you know, motor coach, whether it's sports, but how do you get your hands around leisure? Yeah, and that was the, the tricky part um, as I was kind of breaking down the formula for ROI is, all right, I know this is going to be the hardest one because there's not. Uh, a set solution in place for it. And outside of Impactulator, it would require uh, a separate economic impact study to be conducted on, a, on an annual basis, which is cost prohibitive for most DMOs out there. So what we do instead is we take uh, a very conservative approach to calculating the return on your domestic and your international sales and marketing efforts. And we do it by looking at the incremental impact of your paid media as measured by arrivalist overnight stay lift or the equivalent metrics in Uber media or the equivalent metrics that you can extrapolate from SMARI uh, insight studies into your ad effectiveness. And absent those inputs, we uh, have worked with arrivalist to include fallback multipliers based on their national benchmark for all of their clients. So if you don't have the money to invest in any of those tools, that's okay. You can still use Impactulator. We will just base it on the national benchmark. Okay. We look at that overnight incremental visit. So we're only looking at overnight stays. So that's the first way that we're building in kind of that safeguard against artificially inflating the results. We purposely understate 
by only including those overnight visitors. And then we also purposely understate the impact of your earned media by assuming it's only as effective as paid media. So you put in your circulation, your page views, your visitors, earned media efforts, your media relations efforts, and we're just going to assume it's only as impactful as paid media, which is widely accepted that earned media is typically more effective. And we're looking at this on an annual basis also to kind of smooth out any outliers. So we all have those incredible campaigns that are really successful, and then they're typically some duds. So we look at it on an annual basis to kind of smooth it out. Based on how Arrivalist and Uber Media and those those tools typically work, we're also looking at non-residents. So outside of that uh, typically accepted 50-mile radius. So overnight visitors, not staycationers, not same-day travelers, and earned media is only effective as paid mm-hmm. media. So if you're able to track your vanity metrics, like the impressions from your paid media campaigns, which we all do, and, 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 we, and we tout them, rightfully so, you plug those in. Same for your earned media efforts. And then we apply those measurements from Arrivalist, Uber Media, Smari, to all of that media. And we say, all right, here's your incremental overnight visitation attributed to those paid and earned media efforts and what that translates into for room nights and for your market share in terms of total economic impact and visitor spend. And I love the fact that you have said, and you, this is kind of the, the bedrock of what you're doing is you're saying this is intentionally conservative because I think so many other models and tools over the years have been not believable because they just feel fluffed up. And I think being intentionally conservative makes this the tool that we all need to uh, take a real close look at and start to use. So Experience Kissimmee designed this for your own use. But now, today, you are offering this tool to other DMOs to help every DMO's credibility when it comes to ROI. You have had a couple of early adopters. Reno Tahoe and Florida's Sport Coast have bought in. Tell us how Impaculator has worked in other destinations that really are very dissimilar from Kissimmee. I think that's the beauty of how we structured Impaculator, is it, it doesn't look at just here's your ROI as an organization. We took the time to break it down by those four major departments that are most consistent across the DMO space, at least domestically, which is the the domestic marketing efforts, the international efforts, the meetings sales efforts, and the sports sales efforts, which is growing in importance across the nation. And so by looking at those, that can help cover the bases for most DMOs in the nation. For example, Florida Sports Coast naturally focuses a lot of their efforts on uh, those sporting events, yeah. and we have a solution for that. But most DMOs haven't had a way to also include those marketing efforts or those meeting sales efforts. They still have that within their tactics and their strategies, even though sports is clearly a focus of theirs. So how do they lump it all together? And then you've got others like Reno Tahoe that have their own unique mix. And so... I think by including those four major departments, we're able to kind of cover the bases and provide some kind of value to those DMOs, regardless of what their focus is, because we cover the, the four basic um, efforts that, that most DMOs have 
uh, within their toolbox. So one of the issues that we are always challenged with is transparency. Everybody thinks that we've you know, been cooking the books, that we're playing around on the corners. Tell us how Impaculator helps us with that concept of transparency. So we built the tool again, knowing that ultimately it's the DMO that owns the data and the reports that, that come out of it, right? Save for any copyright law or anything like that. You're granted the permissions to use the narratives and the reports as you see fit once you're uh, a licensed subscriber. Now, we try to make the tool as easy as possible because we also realize not every DMO has a full research team or even a research manager. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's going to fall down to uh, a staff of three and they need to to work together to, to build the report. So we made that process easy. Uh, anyone can go on the website right now, impactulator.com, and go on the uh, the about section and see all of the terms that we use. Those terms directly relate to the data inputs and outputs of the tool itself. So you can already see what we're, questions we're going to ask. And we also make available to subscribers what we call kind of a, a cheat sheet, uh, which is a PDF that copies all of the questions that you'll be asked when you submit a calculation request along with what those terms mean. So if you don't have a researcher that has all the information ready on the screen right now, you can work with your team to get all the information and just have somebody do the data entry. Now, when it comes to transparency in output, the tool includes what we call a model health indicator. And I think this was actually kind of came out of a conversation with Brian London. He said, how do you know how much confidence you can have in the output? Mm -hmm. And so... I went back to the drawing board and came up with this model health concept where if you had all of the data at your disposal, you'll get a score really close to 100. Now, the further you extrapolate away from your most recent economic impact study for your destination, the more your score Hmm. goes down. We're, We're assuming a fairly linear relationship between overnight visitation and that destination wide impact. If your visitation goes up, then we're assuming it's a fairly proportional relationship in what the the net result would be in terms of economic impact for the destination. But we're also going to say it's not exactly linear. So you extrapolate further away from that report, the scores goes down. The more you rely on fallback data for your media impact, so those arrivalist, Ubermedia, SMARI inputs, if you wind up relying more on the fallback data that was provided to us by Arrivalist, then your score goes down. Um, If you don't have any real known inputs for international visitation, then we're going to fall back on some reports that are publicly available um, from like Tourism Economics or Bureau of Labor Statistics. We're going to fall back on some data Mm -hmm. points that we were able to to source from those reports, and your score is going to go down. Not only will your score go down, but the the model health has its own dynamic narrative that'll point you to that next best investment in your data that you could make that would make your model health go up. So it says, hey, your score is down, but if you were to invest in EIC, your score would go up if that's kind of where most of your holes come from within the data. So that's kind of the DMO-facing transparency. On the other side... We want to make sure that the reports that are produced are ready to share. So you can flag your reports as official or unofficial. 
and so that'll help you know in case of public records requests or anything like that that you get the official reports out in a, in a speedy manner but there are certain metrics that you might not necessarily want to have on that report uh, visible right away for public records not because the metrics are bad but because they could be easily taken out of context mm-hmm. so right it's transparent but it also allows the DMO to still control the narrative and provide the proper context. And that's done through a plain text Q&A tool that's built into the tool itself. So you can type in questions and get access to any single metric within any of your reports or create charts and tables dynamically right before your very eyes based on the questions you type in. So the one that I do on my demos with people is I'll just type in marketing economic impact by year for official. And then I get a table of the impact from the marketing department for every year that's available in the data set for that organization for any report that's flagged official. Boom. It's right there, right in front of you. That is so cool. And that's all based on the inputs and outputs for the reports specifically for your organization. That's just amazing. I am blown away by what you've done. Those people who are listening to this podcast and they're not in front of their computer are itching to get to the computer and figure out, okay, I got to learn more. And those who are in front of their computer in their office or at their home have probably already searched for Impaculator. Tell us how we can all take advantage of this opportunity. Sure. So if anyone wants to get started right now on Impactulator, all you have to do is go to Impactulator.com. That's I-M-P-A-C-T-U-L. A-T-O-R.com, and you'll see a big sign-up button in the menu at the top of the page. When you go there, you just fill out some basic information, your name and email address, and submit that form. I'll get your information, and as soon as I can, I'll get back to you, and we can get the subscription started as soon as you fill out paperwork and process the invoice. And it's as simple as that. If you want, we can set up an orientation, or if you're a tinkerer, You can just have the keys and get started on your own. It's totally up to you. I want to make it as uh, accessible and easy for everybody. And talk about accessibility. The pricing is insane. Virtually every destination marketing organization can afford this, correct? That's the goal. um, Because we know that this issue, the ability to credibly state the value and impact of a DMO, it's not just an issue faced by the big DMOs are the big budgets. It's an issue facing every DMO, regardless of structure or if it's part of the county or part of a chamber or public-private. We all need to have the ability to do this quickly and easily. So we've made it available for just $5,000 a year. Wow. So that's not $5,000 a report. That's $5,000 <laughs> a year. And it allows you to go in and do some really fun, creative things. If you want to, you can do scenario planning. You can run as many reports as you want. You can have your official report every year, and then you can say, you know what? I'm going to pretend that I'm going to go in with a funding request for an additional million dollars devoted to marketing, and this is what I think I would get for it. You can run that scenario by plugging those values into the field, title your report, scenario planning, whatever you want, and take that in with your pitch to your board or whoever funds the organization and say, this is what we might expect with this money. That's another question, right? That a lot of us are faced, right? When we have a windfall uh, or if the recovery really goes well and we're faced with a potential increase in revenue, how do we use it? 
well, here's a scenario and what we think we might be able to get all other things being equal. And so, yeah, $5,000 a year. The goal of the platform of the tool is to make it feel like a six figure tool at a price that anyone can afford. And at $5,000, we're hopeful that that's uh, well within the spending thresholds of CEOs across the nation. So it's as easy as a credit card swipe and you can get going. That is so cool. Well, congratulations on that. Before we let you go, got to go to your bonus round question. You are the third guest in just over 60 that plays bagpipes, but we're not going to go there. You're also a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, where we all need some DMO sanity, but we're not going to go there either. Here's where I want to go. You are an award-winning home brewer. One was 4-H Chipotle double chocolate porter, which just sounds sensational, and the other for a double IPA that you named the Dingleberry. And you're working to perfect an Oktoberfest named after your firstborn. So tell us about this tasty hobby, which honestly sounds way more serious than a hobby. Yeah, I, uh, I think it probably is more serious than a hobby at this point. I, don't, I, <laughs> I lost track of how much I've invested in it. At this point, I'm pretty sure it's not very cost effective, but it is fun and it's a, a fun way to kind of get people together. I think I owe it to one of my college friends that uh, introduced it to me. He's also my campaign treasurer. Interesting <laughs> tie in there. Yeah. He got me into it in, I think, our last year of college. And then when I went up to South Carolina for grad school, I bought my own really simple kit, just a plastic bucket and some bare bones ingredients and came up with something that was at least drinkable okay. <laughs> uh, and drinkable enough for me to, to try it a few more times and buy a little bit more equipment every year or so. And I'm at the point now where I've got a, a dedicated uh, chest freezer with a temperature controller and a, uh, a dedicated mash and boil ton that just plugs into the wall and some interesting copper coils that make it look like I'm a moonshiner, but I'm not. I promise you that. That would not look good on a campaign. I enjoy it because it's it's fun. It's kind of relaxing. Uh, a really nice way to, to break up a, a day off of, you know, doing yard work, which is a weird thing that I do on my days off. And then you get to enjoy a nice cold drink after you're done mowing the lawn. Yeah, very, very cool. And so if there are any uh, uh, of our listeners that either aspire to be a home brewer or are, I'm sure that you guys can be sharing all kinds of uh, ideas and, and tactics. Absolutely. Hey, Jason, thank you for all you have done in bringing Impaculator to DMOs at a price point that, frankly... I, virtually every DMO can afford. And here's hoping that it becomes a standard from which we all can attest to the value of what we do every day. If this is universally adopted and respected, there's going to be a spot for you in Destination International's Hall of Fame one day. Absolutely. And so again, they can find you at impaculator.com. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and peers, this is where the best and the brightest get together to tell inspiring stories for DMO pros. Thanks too to our sponsor, 2.6 Digital a full-service agency that offers integrated marketing solutions exclusively to destination marketing organizations and members of the travel, tourism, and hospitality industries. You can find them at 26digital, all letters, no numbers, 26digital.com. DMOPros.com is where you're going to find more on our services to the DMO world, plus links to the Z News, our book, Destination Leadership, our blog, the biggest DMO job board on the planet, as well as links to earlier episodes of DMOU. That's DMOPros with a Z. 
Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time.